Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Woman podcast, where I reveal the power of your heart to create leadership impact and cultivate confidence for the life you want. I'm your host, Glyn Bailey, and as a corporate finance leader, executive coach, entrepreneur, and author, I know all too well the challenges that prevent female leaders from claiming their seat at the table. In this podcast, I talk all things to do with self-leadership, sharing stories, insights, and guidance on how to ultimately get out of your own way to live a life in alignment with who you are. When you begin to see the impact that you can have, no matter where you are starting on your journey, life becomes one huge adventure. I'm so excited that you are sharing your journey to Unstoppable with me. So let's dive right in. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Unstoppable Woman podcast. I'm talking about imposter syndrome today. Have you experienced imposter syndrome? I know I certainly have. If you're a high achieving, performance orientated, ambitious woman like me, you'll probably have experienced all too well the personal cost of imposter syndrome. But the cost isn't just to us personally, it costs us so much more. And I'll explain a little bit more what I mean about that. But firstly, probably worth me explaining what is imposter syndrome. The term was first coined by psychologists in the 1970s, Pauline Clance and Susan Imes. And it was originally defined as despite outstanding academic and professional accomplishments, women who experience the imposter phenomenon persist in believing that they are really not right and they have fooled anyone who thinks otherwise. Now, can you relate? I know I can. Certainly that sense of even though I've been to school, I've got qualifications, I've got a career, I've done professional qualifications that somehow I'm actually still not that bright. Somehow I've managed to fool everyone into thinking I'm bright. And at some point I'm going to be exposed for being the fraud that I am and that I'm not actually that good. And therefore, Imposter syndrome is experienced as feelings of self-doubt. It can be experienced as a fear of failure or even success because there's that sense that what if people find me out to not be as good as they think they that as they think I am. And thoughts can often include, who am I to think I can do this? Why would anyone be interested in what I have to say? Or I'm not that good and surely people are going to realize this. Or Perhaps I'm not even the type of person that can put myself out there. So you stop yourself already because you're supposedly not the type of person that puts themselves out there. So when you listen to those, you think, oh, great. What chance do we stand of moving forward beyond that? And I want to say first and foremost is that it's easy to assume that this is just a confidence thing, that ultimately we as women have to work on our self-esteem and our self-worth and then we'll solve it. But if we only think it's a confidence thing, it allows organizations and society to then excuse themselves from any responsibility to help create the conditions for women to thrive at a collective level. It's probably going to be unsurprising to you that women do experience imposter syndrome way more than men. Some research tells us it's because we have less of the testosterone hormone, which is the confidence hormone. And that may be true, I don't know. But there was some research done a while back by the NatWest Bank by in the UK, 
that did it as part of their own new imposter syndrome campaign. And they found that 28% of working women that feel like an imposter have stopped themselves from speaking up in a meeting. 21% have prevented themselves from suggesting a new or alternative idea at work. And 26% of them have failed to change their career or role for fear of not being good enough or not thinking they have the skills they need. And it's just, when I hear those stats, it just is mind boggling to me because the cost isn't just to us personally, it's so much more than we care to give attention to, right? We think it's just about the cost to us individually. We think it's about the cost to us from the case of a missed promotion, the opportunity that we didn't take, the contribution that we didn't make, and us ultimately not realizing our own potential. But it's so much more. I mean, if you think about if women play small due to imposter syndrome, they're not going to take risks. Businesses and teams ultimately won't benefit from their ideas and perspectives and their contribution, which ultimately is going to impact everyone in the long run if they don't make it. And think about things like the gender pay gap. Now, if women have imposter syndrome or are suffering from imposter syndrome, the gender pay gap's likely to continue to exist because women will not put themselves forward for a pay rise because they're to be fearful of being found out to not be as good as their peers. So we stop ourselves from asking for the things that we are deserving of, but because we don't think we're as good as we should be and that we're not as smart as others think we are. So what if we get found out to not be that smart? And it's it's insane, really. And you, you think beyond even just asking for pay rises. I mean, think about the small business economy. How many women would stop themselves from taking opportunities to start new businesses because they have the perspective that they don't have the skills and experience they believe they require? That this sense of imposter ultimately means that they throw themselves into lots and lots and lots and lots of knowledge acquisition, lots of learning because they don't feel they have the skills needed already to be able to go out and do something. And we hold ourselves back taking longer and longer. So by the time you actually then do something, you're actually so qualified that you've only just realized that you can do it yourself, but you already had the skills ages ago, but you're overqualified and then you're undervaluing yourself because you've overqualified and you've spent years learning something that someone else who didn't experience imposter syndrome probably would have thrown themselves into and done a lot sooner because they weren't as fearful of being found out to be a fraud or not being good enough. And when you think of then the cost on us emotionally and mentally, it's huge, right? Because our emotional and mental well-being is compromised with imposter syndrome. Why do I say that? Well, because imposter syndrome usually affects high achievers because you're constantly seeking to grow and challenge yourself and and be better. Therefore, as high achievers, it can often be hard to talk about what we're feeling if we're feeling like an imposter, if we're feeling like we're a fraud. And therefore, you know, we might express ourselves confidently on the outside, which means that we then internally carry the guilt and the shame for feeling the doubts that we do. And this ultimately then can perpetuate into our own sense of being a fraud even further because we're hiding what we're really feeling and we're trying to project this confidence that internally we keep eroding and in doing so we then continue to isolate ourselves 
and continue to then exacerbate that fear of rejection if we did share because how might people judge us so it's this perpetual cycle that we can get ourselves caught into if we're not careful because we've allowed ourselves to believe something that ultimately isn't true and so I'm talking about this because I want to share that there are things that you can do about it ultimately imposter syndrome doesn't have a cure and it won't disappear entirely but it can be managed and you can stop it from limiting you by doing uh, doing a few things first thing I would recommend is firstly check the standard that you're measuring yourself against Imposter syndrome does affect high achievers. And as a high achiever myself, I know I hold myself to a much higher standard. And it's therefore, if you're likely that if you're the same too, that you will too. And we hold ourselves to standards that are so high that therefore then we think, how the hell are we going to be able to achieve this? That if we do try, you know, we potentially may fail. And so take some time to sense check that standard with someone that you trust to have your best interests at heart because you want to really understand are you measuring yourself unfairly and what do they see about the standards you hold yourself to that you don't I know I have friends that often tell me that I hold myself to incredibly high standards which is then no wonder then I experience imposter syndrome at times the imposter monster's voice getting louder and louder in my head because I've set myself some ridiculously challengingly high standard that actually others aren't holding themselves to so so important to check the standard that you hold and measure yourself against. The other thing you can do as a, as a second suggestion is to acknowledge and own your own achievements and own your progress and write it down because when you write down everything that you've accomplished so far, rationally, you'll be able to see that it's a long list. And when you start to see that it's a really long list of accomplishments, you then can have the opportunity to see it for what it is and begin to learn to own those accomplishments. And the reason we need to own those accomplishments is that women all around the world need you not to minimize yourself. Because if you minimize yourself, you can't help them not minimize themselves. And when you can stop minimizing yourself, you help them see themselves more clearly. And it's one of the reasons I know I love working with groups of women, because it's so evident to see the impact that when women start sharing stories, the impact that that has on others. And I don't even think as storytellers, we ever realize how much we can inspire others just by sharing what it feels like to us internally. And we think that sharing our story is no big deal, but you can have a huge impact on someone for the better when you do share your story. I love it share your story, acknowledge and own your achievements and your progress. Allow other women to see that in you so that they can be inspired to move forward for themselves. And then collectively as a community, we get so much better, right? And so the third thing that I would suggest is make a decision to stand for a cause that's bigger than yourself. And I say this because having a worthy purpose and cause can help you overcome the self-critical thoughts get out of your own way and move yourself forward towards your goals. And I think part of the reason that I made my business a business for good, meaning that it, a proportion of my revenue that I make in my business, I dedicate to those that are less privileged, means that when I need to get out of my own way 
and force myself to do things that feel uncomfortable. I acknowledge that it's because I'm doing it for a worthy cause and that everything I push myself to do in terms of my generating revenue in my business is because every sale I make, then I'm going to be able to give back to others that are less fortunate, which makes it so much more easier for me to do what I need to do to show up, whether that's on this podcast, in the blogs, showing up on my social media, talking. And sometimes, yeah, for sure, I feel indulgent talking like I am now. And then feel like those fears of the imposter monster come back up again and think, who the hell are you to do this? Why would anyone care? You know, that usual bullshit narrative that comes up. And then I catch myself and think, well, what am I trying to achieve here? I'm trying to achieve my time in this life to make a meaningful difference in the world and if I'm just holding myself back then how the hell am I going to be able to help others not hold themselves back right so when you connect to a cause that's much bigger than you when you connect to something that really anchors why you'd bother uh, you, you get to show up and do hard things and they don't feel so hard so that was uh, suggestion three uh, suggestion four would be to open up the dialogue and share your fears with others, share with others that you trust to create the opportunity to forge deeper connections with your peers and your network. You often learn that people have similar fears and exchanging stories helps you see that you aren't the only one. And when I run my uh, executive leadership programs, you know, one of the many aha moments that people often play back is that realization that everyone's in the same room is having the same thoughts, the internal critic is getting really loud. And then when you realize you're in exactly the same space as other high achieving women are, you don't feel as fraudulent as you once did, you know, that vulnerability allows you to cultivate confidence to go out there and get out of your comfort zone and know that you have the support of other women who are experiencing exactly the same. And I think that's so incredibly powerful and finding your tribe becomes so important. And then the last thing I'd suggest is get curious, right? Imposter syndrome works on the basis that we tell ourselves that we should already know something when we don't. And therefore, it fuels our insecurity. And it actually, sometimes it, we could already know something and think we don't know it. And the reality is that we'll never know everything we think we need. And there'll always be people out there that will have more knowledge and experience. So if we focus on being someone who knows how to ask the right questions, an area where you've just allowed yourself to get curious about what it is that you want to learn, where you want to go, and build the confidence to just see life as an experiment, it becomes really, really powerful. I know I had you know, a really long-standing career in finance where people expected me to have financial expertise. And then when I transferred into my coaching business, that was a huge adjustment for me. I knew I couldn't be an expert in, in coaching in the small amount of time that I'd been doing coaching versus the 17 years that I'd been in corporate. But I recognize that if I knew how to go deep into asking questions and getting curious and working with people to really unpack more of their stories and their journeys rather than making it about me and 
my sense of am I smart enough or am I capable enough that actually I had a contribution to make and that I ended up I feel being a much better coach because I wasn't just focused on the academic side of the learning it was focused on actually am I getting curious about the human in front of me rather than demonstration of my smarts because I've got qualifications and it's fascinating how many of us stop ourselves from really leaning into our gifts and talents because we don't think we've got the credentials needed and I would just encourage you to challenge yourself on that get curious and really begin to understand how when you ask the right questions you can find the answers that you need and I know imposter syndrome is certainly I feel has cost me a lot over the years and I'm not willing to let more and more women make the same mistakes that I did during my career in doubting myself and holding myself back. And I, I look at who I've become over the last six years since moving to Australia and who I am now and what I've achieved and what I've accomplished. And, you know, perhaps some of you are thinking, gosh, Glenn, I couldn't do what you're doing. And I'd say, that's not true because I think those thoughts sometimes when I'm looking at other people that are just further down the journey than, than I am. And it's okay because that growth comes from looking at people who've traveled that little bit further down the path than you've traveled and gone, okay, what have they done? What are they doing? What's worked? What hasn't worked? And how can I apply that understanding into my everyday life, actually put it into practice rather than just know it actually have the not just the knowledge of it but the real knowing of it that's what you've got to work on and and curiosity allows you to do that so I think all I want to say with this episode is that the imposter monster is real it's not just solely your responsibility you know we can't just make it a confidence thing that says sort your self-esteem out and your self-worth and everything's going to be fine in the world but I do think it starts with you I do think organizations and society has a role to play to create the conditions for for us to thrive in but we have to start with ourselves we have to start with at least allowing ourselves to get out of our own way so we can create the the challenge that's needed to help give the the rocket up the backside of organizations to do more and to help us be more and it's why I've kicked off my seven day in overcoming your imposter monster challenge so if you want to spend seven days learning how to overcome your imposter monster it's a free challenge that I'm doing it's kicking off at on the 30th of July so if you are listening to this you can access the details of that challenge in my bio in the show notes I should say and therefore you can access that it'll be in a private Facebook group where there's videos and then I'll be answering questions so get on board don't worry if you listen to this episode after that date. I'm sure the challenge will still be there within the Facebook group for you to access. So if you're interested in getting on board and, and getting involved, I'd encourage you to do so. But for now, all that remains for me to say is it's time to start living. Don't silence yourself. Silence your imposter. Have a great day and I'll look, catch, look forward to catching up with you again 
very, very, very soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Unstoppable Woman podcast. The path to the future you want leads from your heart. If you got value from this podcast, please leave a review and share it with another woman who you know would benefit from it too. We need more women claiming their seats at the table. Until next time, live your truth and be unstoppable.